You wanted to mention The Godfather because incredibly it's 50 years old. Yeah, The Godfather 50th anniversary, so it's back in cinemas. Um, I always say that it's widely regarded by audiences now as one of the greatest movies ever made. In fact, I just went to the IMDb poll. You know, I always said it, it always kind of it shakes around with It and Shawshank Redemption. I just looked just before we came on air. At the moment, it's Shawshank number one, Godfather number two, Godfather two number three. Okay. And, of course, there's the famous thing about Godfather 2 being one of the only sequels ever to win Best Picture, and that was why people, I think, were so hard on, on Godfather 3, which had flaws, but is also, as Alan Jones said, an aria of savage beauty. Um, adapted from the novel by Mario Puzo, which, of course, was the, one of the biggest-selling novels of all time. I mean, it, the, at the time that The Exorcist was on novel stands, you know, you, you went into every W.H. Smith or every... train. The two novels that they would be selling were The Exorcist and the godfather everyone read the godfather everyone who of my age there was a copy of the godfather going around in the school playground that always fell open at the scene with sunny and the wedding you know because it was like what happens there well i can't describe it because it was it was it was, it was of a french nature was it i see was it uh okay yeah anyway that happens that happened and also it also fell open at the, at the bit with the horse's head so you know that was well, it. there was you know it was like it was too it was too long to read the whole book but you read all the bits that were that you shouldn't be reading right. sprawling crime i mean for for anyone who doesn't know well i can't believe there is anyone who doesn't know so marlon brando's aging don vito corleone is coming to the end of his reign meanwhile al pacino is michael who is trying to escape his inevitable destiny i mean he's you know he's every time i get out they pull me back in again. he's trying to go to be something else but the legacy won't let him go here is a clip i knew that Santino was gonna have to go through all this and fredo oh. Fredo was oh. and i never i never wanted this for you I work my whole life. I don't apologize to take care of my family. And I refused to be a fool. Dancing on the string held by all those big shots. I don't apologize, that's my life, but I thought that when it was your time that, that you would be the one to hold the strings. Senator Corleone. It's one of the ways you can tell that The Godfather has passed into modern mythology is that the minute that Marlon Brando starts doing that voice, it sounds like somebody doing an impression of yeah, Marlon Brando. Fantastic, doing it. though. Yeah, you know, I would be very... It's, you know, uh, Twisted Christmas. What's he called? Uh, the Bob Rivers' Twisted yeah. Christmas. Dear Santa Claus... <laughs> it would be most unfortunate. There is a whole. Oh, is that? Okay. Yeah, there is. Yeah, I have. Um, hearing that clip just makes me. It does make me want to definitely go and see it. Yeah. It's, well, well, look. It's. I remember interviewing Nora Ephron because obviously she did that stuff about you know you can learn everything you need to know about life from The Godfather. You know, particularly like you know, leave the gun, take the cannoli, all that stuff. Spawned a million imitations to the point that by the time you get to The Sopranos, they're literally joking about the Godfather legacy. Terrific score, Nina Rota and Common Couple, obviously. Beautifully lensed by Gordon Willis. Ensemble cast, which includes James Kahn, Robert Duvall and Diane Keaton. And it, it, it was for ages. I, there's, a, there's a thing in, in Annie Hall, which, of course, Diane Keaton is Annie Hall, in which Annie turns up late to the movies. And 
Alvi has been waiting for her. And while Alvi is waiting for her, these people have been going, Alvi Singer, Alvi Singer, Alvi Singer. And then she turns up late and he goes, I'm, I'm waiting here with the cast of The Godfather. And Diane Keaton is in The Godfather. And it wasn't until about the 20th time I'd seen it at Annie Hall, I went, oh, that, that gag is cleverer than I, than I thought it was. I think today audiences may be surprised by the pace of the film because by today's standards, you could say this is slow and boring and people say that about, you know, The Exorcist, it's not true. Lots of darkened interiors, lots of people talking in rooms, lots of people looking through doors, down corridors, lots of doors closing significantly. Um, it is about family in the way that, you know, very few movies are about family. Can I tell you my Godfather anecdote? Um, There's been so much anecdotage, but this is really the cherry on the cake. Okay, well, I think obviously we'll be the judge of that. Okay. We, we've been anecdote heavy, but we, we have. We're ran, running out of time on the tape because we're recording this thing. And look, the tape is coming to the end. But is you, it? You've got a couple of spools. A couple of spools. Sonny Grosso, who was uh, one half of the two cops that broke the French Connection case, okay? And uh, when William Friedkin made French Connection, which is based on the, the Sonny Grosso, uh, Eddie Egan story. Sonny Grosso is actually in French Connection, and he was there because he was one of the original cops. Friedkin introduced Sonny Grosso to Coppola, and that's why Coppola got Grosso to be the technical advisor on The Godfather. When I was doing the French Connection documentary, I went out to America to, to, to speak to Sonny before we made the documentary in order to be kind of, you know, to see whether we were okay. We went out to this restaurant, which is Sonny's favourite restaurant, because Sonny was a cop, and then he became a movie producer. He got into the movie business through French Connection and through The Godfather, and then he ended up doing things like The 7-Ups, and he was a, a very successful movie producer. And Sonny came into the restaurant and sat down, and he put this gun on the table. And, you know, I'm British, right? So I was... And Sonny said... And he looked at the gun, and I was kind of like, you know... And Sonny said something about it. And he said, he said, it's my service. He said, do you recognize it? And I said, uh, no, it just looks like a gun, which I've never been in the same space as a gun before. And he said, yeah, well, that's my service revolver. And he said, and also you have seen that gun before. And I said, where? Because there was a weird thing that has quite a big handle, but quite a short uh, nose on it or whatever it is. Barrel. I think Barrel, whatever. Yes. Yeah. It shows how much I know about guns. Right. Okay. Sonny was the technical advisor on The Godfather, and that is the gun that Michael finds behind the toilet cistern. Oh, that one. That's the gun. The hidden one that is then That's used. The and then he, Sonny said, I said, how? He said, because I was the technical advisor and needed a thing, and it was the thing with the what's it, the thing. So that's so Sonny's gun. So I have been at a table with the same gun as the one got by Al Pacino from the back of the toilet cistern during one of the, the Godfather's most famous, and I have to say, because I went back and watched the scene again this morning, most brilliantly directed scenes. Prop gun, presumably. No, it's a gun oh, gun. It's, it's a real... It's a real really? gun, yeah, yeah. No, it's not... It didn't... It was empty. Yes, but the real McCoy. Yes, it was, it was Sonny's gun. Yeah, but in a film... Yes, but it, but but it, but empty. But it could have been a, a pretend gun. Okay, but it wasn't. I'm telling you the story that that's yes. the true story. It could still have been a prop gun in the story. No, because it was Sonny's service revolver. I just, but it was in. A, anyways, anyways, fine. Just well, that went off the. Yeah, I 
That was one of my favourite stories, though, actually. Say you must. Can you say it again? No, I mean, no, never gonna. I'm never gonna mention it again. I actually written down that I had an interesting anecdote. And now I feel that it was completely wasted. Only wasted on me. Everyone else thought it was great. I did. I also thought it was great. I just thought it might have been a, a prop. He thinks it's a Smith and Wesson Model Thirty. This is production. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Does it say Sonny Grosso's service revolver? Yeah, that's the bunny. Okay, what's my connection to that gun? I don't know. Because Simon in Greek means snub nose. There you go. No. Yeah. Simon means snub nose. Simon means snub nose. Yes. Yeah, so I. That's what I have in common with that revolver. Wow. That is a story. It's almost good enough to finish the show, but it's not going to finish the show because the very good news is, by the way, it's been great and you've been great.